in your red tonight too, by the way. Thank my red you. always looks orange when I come on. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of my lighting. That could possibly be it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got we got everything lined up tonight. For I think so, yeah. Oh, who's going? Um, who's going first in the weekend review? Well, Ooh. I can since I actually have something to share. Well, I'll give you enough guys enough time to th- th- think. I know, it. right? <laughs> You go first. I'll go in the middle. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Victoria, you pick up the end, and then you can go right into, into the bio. Okay. The bio. That'll work. That. Mm-hmm. And that'll be it. All right. Let me yep, start yep, sharing yep. the broadcast. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, next month. No, May. This is May. Yeah, next month we do our um uh giveaway. Mm-hmm. Don't we line things up for the giveaway? Okay. Yep. Okie dokie. We'll be ready for that. And all right, everybody. It is time okay. for the open. You all right. Have a, have a great show. Thanks a lot. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. There are my two. Good evening. Hello, hello, Queen Victoria. How are you? Hello, hello, the Queen is fine. Wonderful, wonderful. And you, Madam Ruth, how are you this evening? Well, I've been promoted, huh? I am well. I'm well. How are you, Andrea? I oh, I'm just Andrea. We couldn't we couldn't come up with anything. Look, it's seven o'clock on a Sunday, okay? Lady A, Lady A, Lady A. You may get hurt, but I'm not hurt, not at all, not at all. Good evening, Miss Linda Cooks. Popped in on us tonight, and we're glad that she is with us. And we know we have some other regular folks that are coming in that hang in with us on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. And we are always glad to have them and uh, glad that they stopped by to see who our author of the evening is or to see what nuggets the trio may have to share. (laughs) Or to see what trouble we're getting into. Uh, no well, uh, that's no not problem. me. That's not yeah. me. They didn't give me a title for a reason. I'm not the one. I'm, I, I keep everything nice and smooth. Hey, Nikki. Hey, Nikki, good to see you. Good to have your name coming up this evening. Glad to have you with us on here on Authors Up. Yes. And uh, let's see. We're going to go ahead and dive right in and start 
like we usually do. And we're going to talk about our weekend review because we always have something going on. And we're going to start this evening with Madam Ruth. Tell mm -hmm. us, tell us, Ruth, how was your week? Oh, it was good. It was good. You know, we it's the usual. But this week um, I had the opportunity to be a guest on uh, a podcast called Cafecito for Two um, with my husband, Maurice. So we were All talking, right. we were sharing about our book, uh, When Love is Angry. And it'll air in a few weeks, but um, it was just a really neat experience. You know, we didn't, um, we were in two separate rooms simply because, you know, we didn't have the uh, audio space and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was just, I mean, it was really neat talking to, uh, her name was Christina Yerena. And it was just, I mean, a great conversation. We talked about marriage, talked about the book. Um, yeah, it was great. Awesome. Good so, job. I will let everybody know, of course, when it uh, is going to air. So, but yeah. Please do. Please All right. Do. Good deal. Awesome. Yeah. That was Definitely. a good week. What about you, Lady A? You... Oh, Lady A. Okay. I'm liking that. I'm liking that. Okay. We can, we can roll with that one. I like that. <laughs> That's what they used to call me in theater. Was it? Not Lady A, but A. Uh, brings back some happy memories. So right. yes, yes. Um, my week in review. I am. I am still on this um, health journey uh, mm -hmm. that is consuming my time, my thoughts, my energy, <laughs> my everything right now. So last week, um, last week I went to see a nutritionist oh. uh, so that I could um, <clears throat> get a. Uh, uh, menu options that I needed to get and uh, discovering. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Should we ask? It was a big bug. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it makes you feel better. That was the, the most appropriate reaction. That, that, okay. Okay. What was I talking about? Wait, okay. <laughs> you took me out, Victoria. Um, uh, nutrition, yes, yes. I was talking about nutrition uh, because I knew I I knew that um, certain things, uh, certain on. foods are better for you at certain times, certain Hold times on. of the day. Victoria, yeah. are you okay? I don't know where we're. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those of you who have been on with us before, we always say that you never know what will happen on ah, Father's that, that was definitely this unscripted. It's an example <laughs> of us never knowing. Why is it with me, though? Yeah, though, that is a good question. It always it seems to be drawn to her. Only. Only. <laughs> only. <laughs> But at any rate, yeah, no, okay. Victoria's we, fine. How, I, don't, I don't know what we. I don't, I'm not sure she's fine, but she's she's gonna hang in there. She's gonna hang in there, and, and we're gonna hope that she does. Uh, but uh, that was that was uh, what I concentrated on last week. So I have okay. some different shopping to do and all of that. And and you all, you know, keep me honest. Kind of check on me with that. And you, Check on me next week if you want to <clears throat> during during this because I have to I tend to eat extremely late 
Mm. I'm not a breakfast person, so I'm not a snacker. And I tend to eat, you know, one or two big balanced meals a day, um, which is not that that's a bad thing. The bad thing is that I end up eating my first meal like 12, one o'clock in the afternoon. And my last meal is like way late. Way, mm-hmm. I won't tell you what time it is, but way late. And all of that affects your blood sugar. So if yeah. anybody out there is having difficulty yeah. with diabetes and controlling your numbers and all of that. That is a clue for you. Let's back that up. And instead of eating heavy meals in the evening, I am uh, looking at those things that I can snack on that are, are good for me. And that is to pair uh, a carb and a protein. So I've been looking at some different things that I can snack on in the evening so that I'm not hungry, hungry, and I'm not eating late, late. So that's, mm-hmm. that's that's my challenge for the coming week. And I am going to do better with that because it's important. <laughs> yes, it is. Because we need you here. So yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I had one day, one day, thanks to my little step tracker thingy, Ms. Ruth, that I did almost 13,000. All right. Good for you. Yes. (laughs) So I am quite, quite pleased with that because when I started that journey, I was having difficulty. It was a push for me to make 5,000 steps a day. Wow. Just because I see so much, you know. And um, now, if I get that as a daily average, girl, we're going to have something to celebrate for (laughs) real, for real. But I am so happy with that one day. I don't know what to do. I look down and I thought, thank you, Francina. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling good about that. Feeling good about that. Good. And you should. Yes. yes, I won't. I won't tell the listeners how you had that big bag of snacks. Talk about I'm not a snacker, but look at that big bag of snacks last year when we went on our trip. Who had the big bag of snacks? Yeah, well, I was just carrying it for the group. Uh, so, <laughs> I didn't have it for myself, but I, I benefited from that big bag of snacks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Some people always have to tell, tell everybody everything. <laughs> well, I won't. I won't be too long for my um, my week in review. Um, let's just say that my lashes lasted two days. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of my week. My makeup from last week and my lashes—they lasted two days, and I finally—they finally came off the. The, the Tuesday night, I woke up. One was down here. One was up here. So I think it was time. Mm. <laughs> so, That's a good update. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes, it was. And last week was just a, a good week. I was riding high from um, Mother's Day. It was really a good day. Um, one one of the best in a long, long time. And so yeah. I was really um, happy. Just in a happy mood all week long. Looking forward to once again being with my girl. So awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just let that scream that I've let out before, you know, just kind of, but I don't like bugs, y'all. I don't like bugs. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know what it was. It's gone. So we just going to keep moving on. All right. But we have with us a wonderful author and you guys are going to be as excited as we are. So let me tell you a little bit about her. 
Inspired by the stories her grandfather told her, Hira Ann Dawkins is no stranger to writing. Having published in many papers, she graduated with highest honors from Phillips Exeter, Exeter Academy and from Columbia University in the city of New York, where she majored in medicine, literature, and society. After graduating, she noticed an intense pressure to construct her identity. A champion of oral tradition, she wrote her debut book, The We and the They. Kyra's book is intended to create a narrative space where readers could escape the limits of individuality and experience a story as a member of a new collective. In her book, from the author, Kyra invites us into this space with the greeting, welcome reader, would you like to have a seat? <laughs> well, Kyra, we accept your invitation and we're ready to introduce you to our listeners and hear more about your book, The We and The They, right after this very short break. So hang in there, everybody. We'll be right back. so glad that you are here we're glad that you are here and everybody if you all are at a place and on a device where you can send some hearts up send some hearts up yes let Kyra know how much we appreciate her being with us and just want to uh invite uh, some other people in saying good evening to you Zerlina good to have you in the house uh Samuel Livingstone glad to have you in the house and Mr Antonio Santoro good to have you in the house this evening as well so 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 i am i am ready to go i'm raring to go we were having our little dance party in <laughs> yeah we did good when we chose that music puts us yes. in a good space but i'm gonna start off with ruth and ruth i tell you what why don't you navigate us through this evening absolutely kyra Thank you so much again for joining us. And um, tonight we're talking about your book, The We and the They. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'll have to say that I didn't understand what I was reading until I started reading it. So <laughs> I want you to share with our audience what your book, tell us about your book. Yes, ma'am. So my book, The We and the They, like the quick way I describe it is a dystopian oral history, or it's inspired by oral tradition and rooted in a collective identity. So most of the stories 
are kind of shaped by an amalgamation of different things that, and different stories that have been planted in me throughout my life. So mm -hmm. first and foremost, I'm, I'm allowed to say this, I'm a Christian and I mm -hmm. and yeah. Christian, like mm -hmm. profoundly has shaped just how I see the world. So the narratives of the Bible and mm -hmm. the continuity of family legacy and like redemption, grace, reconciliation played a huge role in the themes I wanted to explore in this book while still acknowledging that the world is a very broken place. Mm -hmm. Then um, I am proud to be a black woman and my grandfather really helped me navigate um, stories that pertain to like old wives tales within the black community, also specific stories in my family survival. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of my characters, Samson, was inspired in part by the old wives tale of John Henry, which was the man who mm -hmm. was so strong that he carved the railroad track through a mountain. So Samson was inspired by John Henry and Samson from the Bible. Right. I guess lastly, in terms of inspiration, the We in the Day was also inspired by sort of so something that i didn't have the opportunity to share inside my bio but is a huge part of my life and how i see myself is i've always been known for being very talkative and for using a lot of words uh, according to my mom i started talking when i was eight months old which is apparently very early wow i have an autistic and nonverbal younger sister she is 15 months younger than me mm -hmm. and so ever since i was little I always wondered if I was given so many words so that I could help her. Mm. And so storytelling became a very important way for me to navigate like what it means to like help provide for my sister. And even though she can't respond to me with words, like when I read stories to her, to her and tell stories about her, like I can see her smiling. And that's what really motivated me to write this story. Oh, that's mm. awesome. That's awesome. But you brought up, uh, something I was going to ask you about, because you spoke, you, obviously, you know, you are a storyteller, but you also spoke of being a story dweller. Yes. So what is that? And what is the difference? So the difference is, is that being a storyteller, like you are given the opportunity to be a vessel for stories. But being a story dweller is you acknowledge that story is the space that you enter into, that you move through story in your day to day life and that you also love to read. <laughs> I love to read. I love yep. recommending books to people. And I'm sure you all can relate because we're all yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm already trying to think of people I, I can share this book with because it was, uh, to me, I, I truly enjoyed it. And like I said, you know, I, I started reading and I'm like, okay, what am I reading? Um, okay. I, I love dystopian stories. I really do. And as I started getting into it, I was like, oh, I've got to keep reading. I got to. And when I finally understood how you were telling the story, mm -hmm. that just drew me in until I, I, I honestly, I read it in like three hours. So, um, <laughs> so tell us about your writing process because it was an intricate story. It was, yes. an, it's an intricate work. It's not something you just sit down and go, okay, well, this is what happens next. And I often say that, you know, our characters tell their own story. And I believe they did, but I think you probably had a lot of maneuvering around and outlining and things to do to tell this particular story as a whole. Yes, ma'am. So it's interesting because this whole story, the we in the day particularly started 
I had a dream about a girl swallowing a key. This isn't necessarily a spoiler because it's just one of many images mm-hmm. that happened in the book, but I had a dream about a girl swallowing the key. And so I knew that I wanted for the whole story to come from the collective first person or the, the, the first person plural, because I haven't seen a lot of books written in that way. In fact, mm-hmm. most of the passages I've seen that in would be the Bible, surprise, surprise. Right. Um, but I think that in terms of my writing process and sort of navigating the story with oral history, like as an academic discipline really helped me because I, because you were, you're right in saying that it required a lot of maneuvering between timelines, but because with each individual character story, I knew that I could focus on the timeline in relation to that character instead of thinking of things linearly because legacies overlap, memories overlap, and it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect. Now, of course, in the second draft, you have to make sure that things aren't like blatantly misaligned. Like one right. thing can happen so far advanced before the other that you're like, that doesn't make any sense. So um, another huge part of how it ended up working out in my favor was I actually started writing the book, focusing on each char- named character first. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hmm, like some, something, the connective tissue feels missing. Like you hopefully had an emotional connection to each, each of the named characters, but what about the we? What about the rest of them that carries their legacy forward? So I was able to go back in and sort of like weave in the, the we sections to provide mm-hmm. greater context and greater like movement because I oscillate between the past and the present. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So I, you know, obviously you spoke about the characters and um, I thoroughly enjoyed Jordan and Zenith. So listeners go read the book. So you know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> those two were my favorite. I love that they loved each other without being in love, but eventually fell in love and all of that. I'm a romantic. So how did you come up with each individual story? Because even now, as you're saying it, it feels, you know, I, I'm seeing a different part of it that, you know, the stories that were told were also a memorial to them. So mm-hmm. how did you come up with the different characters? You know, you already said Samson was inspired by mm-hmm. Samson, but mm-hmm. how did you know all of them would fit together the way they did? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I knew that I wanted the characters to reflect attributes of people that I really admired in my own life. But at the same time, I knew that I wanted them to take like an archetypical role that ha- tends to happen in folktale stories and then break it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Adelaide being the more, not to spoil, but Adelaide being the more naive, trusting one, but also the one who was probably, even though she's naive, she was the first person to realize that somebody, something was wrong okay. out of everything. Right. So right. what does that say? That's an inversion of the naivete, trusting, trope that she has. I wanted for Rose to, who was in in part inspired by, so also my my parents were the ones who inspired Rose and Samson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but um, my, I wanted for Rose, I wanted her story to be shaped by a sense of, a sense of knowing the power that she holds and being and loving everybody, but not being able to trust them because Mm -hmm. of 
sort of questioning what does proximity mean in relation to intimacy? Like she wants to be the one to welcome people in to, to feel safe, but can she feel safe? Sort of wrestling mm -hmm. with like, she loves to form collectives, but can she accept that she as an individual is worthy of love? So mm -hmm. that is what I wanted to explore with Rose. And I sort of came up with her story because I don't know, I've wrestled with similar things and you know, her personality is very much like my mom. So I wanted to honor my mom in that. Samson's story, very much a combination between John Henry and actual Samson mm -hmm. and inspired by my dad. Zenith was inspired by my best friend and I wanted for Zenith to sort of capture this sense of, because all of the other characters seem so like they're breaking against an archetype or they're breaking against like what you expect to see in a story. I wanted Zenith to be lovably ordinary, like <laughs> fun. Like, I mean, she's not boring, far from it actually. Like right. she probably has the most resonant backstory and she's the most open about her past, even though she's the shyest. So I kind of wanted to explore those kind of, those contradictions in and how she presents herself and how all of them present themselves, but especially mm -hmm. her, because at the end of the day, like real people don't fit in like resolvable molds. There are allowed to be yeah. contradictions and how somebody operates. And then Jordan, I love all my characters equally, but I feel like Jordan was probably one of the most fun to write because, <laughs> okay, a lot of his like wit and sort of like sarcasm inspired by my 15 year old brother. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like he was like the snarkiest, the, mm -hmm. and I think with Jordan, I was allowed to like really experiment more with like youthful or like edgy energy. And I wanted for him to sort of, I also wanted to acknowledge that each of my characters had very different responses to trauma. And I think Jordan yeah. was probably mm -hmm. the one that I enjoyed exploring because his trauma response was the least like the ones I've seen in my own life. Like him being so drawn to just movement, 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 or making these side off comments and distancing himself from people is right. something that I wanted to explore as well. So that that's kind of how each character came to be. It's like a combination <laughs> of people I love, combination of stories I tell and combination mm -hmm. of wondering how each different type of person response to trauma. I got I got a couple of, of things. I do have a couple of things that, <laughs> that I wanna that I wanna ask you, Kyla. Um what I liked, I liked a lot about the book, but you mentioned the word weave. And and what I enjoyed was that you and I think it's the thing that kept us moving, kept us, uh, mm -hmm. I think Victoria, you mentioned it before we came on the air, uh, that just wanting to dig a little further, wanting to go a little further. And I think that came because once you started reading, the characters never really separated, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you can read uh, when, when people are writing and they're writing from the different perspectives, you can take that piece you know, and read it and enjoy it and, and keep moving. But, you know, Adelaide fed into Rose's story and then Rose's story fed into the next story. And and you never could quite get away from them. You couldn't get away from those characters because you had woven them together and their stories and their experiences so beautifully um, that, that it was, you know, at, 
intricate, intricate. I, I can't, and, and I had said this, I can't imagine, I, I, I can't. Um, I'd, like, <laughs> I'd like to think, and some of us read things and think, oh, I could have, I could have written that. No, I could, there's no, <laughs> there's no way. So I'm telling you, uh, listeners, you, you really do have to get the book so mm-hmm. that you can experience what Kyra has done with these characters that she has. But my one question is, how long did it take you? Because sometimes people write, they put the book aside, they come back to it and kind of finish it up or whatever. But how long did it actually take you to write this? That's a really good question. Um, so I started it the September of 2019. September 2019? Yes, September 2019. And I submitted it to my publisher for publication in mid-May of 2020, and it was published in July of 2020. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, like the cadence of it, well, like I felt the story in it, like a couple of years beforehand, like mm-hmm. the image or the mm-hmm. dream of a girl swallowing the key, I had had probably when I was like 19. But in terms of, I think a lot of the development of the book was catalyzed by the fact that I was in a writing workshop my Ooh. senior year of college. And I wrote the first chapter for my fiction like seminar. And she said, my professor said, oh, if you really wanted to extend this into a novel or a novella, you should. And I was like, okay. So that's what I do. She said, okay. <laughs> so that's Why what I not? Do. Why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess September to May, is that, how many months like, is that? That's, so that's minus four, eight months. Yeah. Wow. That That is awesome. And, and let me tell you, we're saying that it's awesome, but listeners, when you get the book, you <laughs> understand why that's you yeah you yes and why we think that it is so incredible yes get the book i'll just say that now get the book yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely victoria did you um uh, other than your famous get the book was there something in particular i enjoyed really i enjoyed the story and, you know, I think I got the wrong impression um, from your bio that this was a story your grandfather told you, right? I, I thought this was a story that was told to you that you were in turn um, telling. But to now know that you, this was your brainchild. I am so excited. It's, I mean, wow. Because <laughs> uh, you came up with some crazy Folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I knew um, it was kind of crazy from the the little trip that we took from wherever they were in the forest to the farm. These are some crazy folks. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, again, not to spoil too much, but part of what made that trip so crazy was that I read the book of Leviticus, like, right before I started writing. What? Like, Hence, animal sacrifice scene. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> got it. I got it. Now, see, this is why we talk to authors. We, I wouldn't have known any of this had we not talked to you after reading this book. 
But now it makes perfect sense that you got this from the biblical world and and in your own imagination, which is, you know, do you have another book coming? Because <laughs> I was, I was going to ask the same thing, Victoria. This could not be your only story. No way. No way. Well, actually, Miss Victoria, I am working on my second See? book. Right now. <laughs> it's funny because my second book is con is connected to the way in the day, but in more okay. of like an Easter egg oriented way. Because I sort of originally. I imagined the we in the day functioning as a standalone, but then uh -huh. so many people were like, Kyra, you need to write another book in the we in the day's universe. So yeah. the book that I'm writing right now is not the book that everybody's asking for, but I have an idea for the book uh -huh. that everybody's asking okay, for. Okay, okay. Well, can you tell, can you at least tell our listeners what your interpretation would be of the we in the day? Because we were discussing too that your book is a commentary on life um, circumstances but what was the we in the day to you because i i thought I, i'll be honest i thought it was going one way that we were talking about slavery and the african-american experience and then it went somewhere else that everybody <laughs> got to get the book to read <laughs> what was the we in the day that that you saw so initially it did really start from the african-american experience because that um, I think ultimately the we and the they that I see can be anyone who finds themselves in entering into a relationship or a circumstance or a system mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of necessity and like chooses, like uses their own volition to enter into that state. And yes, the system or the relationship provides what they said they would, but they are horrible in every other imaginable way. Yes. So then you're asking yourself like, okay, do I have the right to complain? Because technically they're keeping their promise. Like, mm -hmm. so right. it's kind of like this strange, like binding of, so honestly, can I say that that happens for the African-American experience or black yes. in the United States? Absolutely. That is, yes. that is true. Like yes. from like a systemic level. But I also like wonder about the parameters of like, abusive relationships like yes. it's just I, I wanted even though it, this story is born from like co the collectives that I'm a part of the Christian mm -hmm. community the black community women like I'm part of those communities and I wanted for the in the day to like operate in all of those spaces I also wanted for people to like acknowledge the ways in which they are part of different we's and how these kinds of we and they dynamics impact their own lives but also the ways they function as the they like when do they like keep a promise but then like use all of the back doors to take advantage of people yes wow yes yes oh, that's I like, I like so it. in that sense we are the we and those who need to read the book are the they <laughs> They need to get the book. I got it. <laughs> so I, I, I wanna say, I wanna say what it, the thing for me is that um no, you <laughs> the thing for me was, you know, I, I've you know, I've especially in the last few years, you know, you've had a lot of silos in politics, in life, and society, even in church. And it's just like, okay, we it's us versus them. It's we and it's they. But at the end of your book, you start talking about how they could have once been we. 
Wow. And I think that that perspective to me was, that was what I walked away with. You know, it's not always us versus them. It it really is that, you know what, they could have been us or we could have been them. You know, there's a very fine line there and it's not always about different camps. It's not always about different communities, but you know what, at the end, we're, we're all human. We're all people. Right. There's no such thing as race. There are different experiences, but we, we are all we. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much. What's interesting, and I'll just quickly share this. Mm -hmm. I was this close to including this as like an epigraph, but I didn't know if enough people would like catch the reference. And like when people read the book, they'll they'll understand a little bit more. But I was this close to using the reference um, from Ephesians 6 for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And just wow. I was this close to doing it, but I was like, People might not know what I'm talking about. So yeah, they would have caught that because this is a little wickedness going on there. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely caught that. Yeah. <laughs> but where can where can our readers find our listeners and our, our viewers find your book? And how could they get in touch with you? Oh, well, thank you so much. So um, you can find my book in, well, most places where books are sold. I mean, there's Amazon, but I actually highly recommend getting it through bookshop.org, which is what you could use to, at all the proceeds, like help to go towards like supporting independent bookstores. Oh. Um, also, as an exciting, if people enjoy audiobooks, the audiobook for the week in the day just came out two weeks ago. And there's a Yay. British reader. So if people are interested in audiobooks, you could experience that through Audible. Now, in terms Yay. of getting in touch, with me, um, I am Kyra Ann Dawkins on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and in terms and on Instagram, I am Kyra underscore Ann underscore rights. That's also the case for me on TikTok, but I don't really use TikTok that often. I just got it so that, <laughs> my, so that my 21 year old sister would not disown me. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I also have a website, um, KyraAnnDawkins.org. All right. A direct message through the contact bubble is probably the fastest way to reach me. All right. Oh my gosh. I, I just wish you much, much, much success with it. It's, it's a wonderful book. I haven't quite finished it, so I'm going to finish it for sure. And be sure and give you a reviews, especially on Amazon, about this beautiful, beautiful yes. book. Do you happen to have a copy of it near you? Can we see? I do. I do have a copy <laughs> Look at oh, that. Wait, let me take, turn my um, little blur thingy off. Oop. That <laughs> That's all right. Racial <laughs> background. Ta-da. So now it's not blurred out. The we in the day. All right. We in the day. I want to mention three things before we get, get off the air. At the, there's some statements uh, near the back of the book uh, that one of your characters makes. And I love them all. (laughs) But the three that I really like, one says, my life is a whirlwind in slow motion. (laughs) My life is a whirlwind in slow motion. motion. Uh, The other was was (laughs) uh, 
you're carrying too much worry. Mm -hmm. You're carrying too much worry. Thank God it hasn't broken your back. Mm. I love that one. Too mm -hmm. much worry. And the other one that I love, because I'm always talking about joining the ministry of no. <laughs> and this one said, no, Jordan, just no. <laughs> I love you, but no. <laughs> no is a complete sentence, right? No. Uh, yes, it is. I love you, but no. no. And those, those are words to live by. I'm going to pack them away and pull them out when I need them, I tell you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we thank you. We thank you so, so much, Kyra, for being with us tonight and for sharing the we and the they. I know, listeners, some of it might have sounded very, very mysterious to you when you might think, what are they talking about? Get the book. <laughs> get the book. <laughs> this is, that's exactly you must get it. Why you are going it. to get the book so that you won't miss any of this. It really, really is a, a great read. It's a great read. And you're going to, to understand uh, mm -hmm. why some of the comments are being made that are being made tonight. This is just, you know, we we are always excited, Kyra, about being able to have the, the authors on. But I, I liked it when you would say, not to spoil it, not to spoil it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this a little bit, but I'm this little sound bite right here, but not to spoil it. <laughs> so we appreciate everything that you shared with us tonight. Absolutely. And just yeah, Angie, you're right. You gotta, you gotta get, get it. Yeah, gotta get it. Gotta get it. <laughs> um uh Victoria and Ruth, do either of you have any final comments to make? And you as well, Kyra, do you have a final comment you wanna leave us with tonight? I just wanna just express my deepest gratitude for the opportunity to be here. It's so wonderful. I, I, like my heart's so full right now. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy the questions and I'm just so grateful for this space, this platform. Thank you for lifting authors up on your show. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Ruth, what about you? You have a final comment and then to you, Victoria. Well, I just want to thank Kyra again for joining us. We truly enjoyed the book, truly enjoyed speaking with you about the book and just about you. Um, I want to let our listeners or uh, viewers know if you want to get in contact with us, just email us at authorsup at gmail.com. And I just want to say I have enjoyed really talking with you tonight. Kyra, you are beautiful and intelligent and smart. I just, we just, I, it's just been a joy. It, this has been a joy tonight. And I just wish you much success with your book. And, and I'm looking forward to reading more from you. I just, I, I want to get inside that brain <laughs> and, and, and hear what's going on and read the other stories. This, this was a good story. And so I'm looking forward to whatever else is coming from you and blessing. God bless you. Thank you. Well, guys, thank you all. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for uh, enjoying. And I'm, I'm saying enjoying because I know you enjoyed it because mm -hmm. we enjoyed it and you like what we like and you know we go through all of that. I'm just thrilled that, that uh, this is a book that we were able to share with you this evening. And I know that when you read it, you are going to be blessed by it.
Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are here. We do a replay on Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. So if you missed it tonight and you've got friends that you want to share it with, invite them. Listen to it again. Invite them to hear it on Saturday evenings at 7. And then next Sunday, we will be back again right back here at 7 p.m. And start getting ready because June is going to be our month for having another book bundle giveaway. You don't want to miss that. So be sure that you're tuning in in June and writing your comments and just saying, hey, glad to be on. Good evening, everybody. You, you, You don't have to get real deep. And and don't forget, you can download the audio um, as a podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can also watch us on YouTube. YouTube, that's right. All righty. Well, that's it for us for tonight. Kyra, hang in there. We're going to be right back with you. And everybody, don't forget, you can never, never guess what's going to happen on Authors Up. So be back with us next Sunday, 7. Good night, everybody. God bless you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.